Welcome to Right at the Fork, and I hope you're having a good 2015. We thought it would be a fun and good idea to start the year off talking with Brett Burmeister, who's always a fantastic conversation, uh, and who runs Food Carts Portland. He does tours in Portland. He really is the unofficial commissioner of food carts in Portland. Nobody knows more about the food cart business really in Portland, and he's tapped nationally as a source of information and speaks different places. He goes to food cart congresses overseas, uh, really a knowledgeable and fun guy, and he keeps up with it. He's not just dialing it in, he's walking it in and going to all the uh, all the food carts that open, he's aware of them. He publishes uh, on his site some fantastic information on foodcartsportland.com. You can find him on Facebook at uh, Food Carts Portland and on Twitter uh, at Food Carts PDX. And um, always an enjoyable conversation with Brett. We thought it'd be kind of a good idea to. I'll talk a little bit about what happened in 2014 and what to anticipate in food carts in 2015. So other than going to visit with Brett and take one of his tours, here's a good way to get a little information and hear what he has to say. Brett Burmeister. I'll sit down. I brought notes. Good. Hi. Always good to have notes. You're not going to pass those in class, are you? No. I might pass other things. Uh, yeah. How's the beach? Oh, fantastic! It's been really nice. I, I admire all your photos. You seem Thanks. to always be there when it's not raining. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm not walking on that beach too much when it is raining. No. So, you know, I I often say that it's um, a matter of you know people think that I'm there all the time, and it's I, I'll. And people also think, they'll tell me, oh, you're out to eat so much. <laughs> and I'm really not. It's a matter of over a long period of time, if you see someone post yeah. a number of things, you can just, it's like advertising. For for years, I could would tell an advertiser, you don't need to be on every day, all day. You just need a presence every week, a little bit every week. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the year, people think you're, you're all over the place. So anyway, I think that's the same thing. But um, love it out there. It's beautiful. Yeah, I'm gonna. We're gonna try to go out next week. Okay, well, you got you got to look so, me up. Yeah, I will. Just uh, drop you a line. Just walk by. It's nice out there. So, uh, thanks for coming by. With the orange shoelaces, is gonna keep me up. <laughs> Are those actually orange? What is that color? I that, don't know. I would say it's kind of a salmon. It's right. It's, it's a like a raw salmon. Salmon, and it's uh, it's alarming. People are gonna see you. They're not the most comfortable shoes for what I was got them for. I got them for running, and. They just there's, it's more about. Are they good for running? They they haven't been. I, oh, okay. I but my foot's been hurting, so I'm gonna try something else. I got some shoes for you. What'd you get? Olakai. Just look them up. They're okay. the most comfortable shoes you're ever gonna. Yeah, I've been find. looking at those Hoka's, those ones that are, have the huge, heavy uh, sole, that's like an inch thick. You have to. I think it's time for a food cart shoe right the, <laughs> the best shoe for walking get around the food carts get something created by uh, the nike exactly well, there's the company for it that's right because you can custom make anything now right. right and you can do it i saw i don't know if this was someone photoshopping but i saw yesterday on facebook someone had a nike shoe with the port the pdx carpet yeah on it so are they actually yeah. doing that now they are yeah so we need that with the food carts with the <laughs> food carts portland logo or just 
Nah, yeah, but they're expensive well, shoes. <laughs> yeah, I know, but so they're in Portland. They want to participate. <laughs> so if they were putting, so if they were doing the 2015 shoe, what would you have them put on that shoe? What what food cart logos would you have them put on oh, that shoe? You know, it's always been the thing where you know people ask me what I think about what's going to happen in the future, and in 2009 or 2010, I wrote an article, and it was like, we're at the apex of street food scene in Portland, and Oh my God! Uh, it's it can it can't really grow much further. And suddenly we opened up, you know, on the east side, and added 200 food carts. And so I, I kind of stopped predicting. Um, well, it's funny, you know. They say back in the 1890s, someone said whatever has been invented, or whatever can be invented, has been invented. Right. You know, before 1900. So I don't know how far we can go with food carts. Yeah, but no, I mean <laughs> we're gonna, um, you know. I'm, I wrote these things down, like what kind of have been some trends for 2014, and I th- I see them as more trending in 2015 also with specific foods like um, I think pizza is going to continue to grow and maybe evolve a little bit. We've, That's a we've, great food cart food too. Yeah, and we've evolved. We've got what we have right now is mostly wood fired pizza, and then we have Chicago style pizza. Mm-hmm. And those are the two that have really made the inroads into in the into the Portland street food scene and. Uh, so we'll see some evolving there. You know, Pyro Pizza is going to be around. They've been around mm-hmm. for. They've proven themselves. Uh, we have some new guys coming on board. Um, Ash Woodfire down in Selwood has really make, made a play this past summer and does a lot of events because they have this really cool short um, uh, short truck that mm-hmm. has the wood wood burning uh, stove inside. It's beautiful. It's out of Canada, but that's I think one of the things we'll see. We're going to start. We're going to see some changes. I believe in the. Massive growth of Middle Eastern food mm-hmm. and in downtown, et cetera. We're already starting to see some changes in that scene. Uh, I think what's down on third and what's you know what's open late night, they're going to stick around because they're still um, a big, big uh, force in in the street food scene because they're willing to stay up till four a.m. But uh, we're, I'm already starting to see some closures up on tenth and everything. People realizing that maybe uh, Portland can't support that many uh, of the similar style carts um, like you can in other cities like New York or Chicago. But So what is there too much of, do you think? We, we've added probably 20 uh, food carts in downtown, all doing Middle Eastern Euros. And a very, very traditional, what you'd see on the corner of New York. Um, very uh, uh, inexpensive, um, mm-hmm. straightforward, uh, euros and falafel, etc. Some have tried to expand their menus, adding burgers or sandwiches or this or that, but it's very much the same thing. And they are all using the exact same branding and they're all using, so, so the, and they're right next to each other. So that's what we're starting to, now we're starting to see after the summer, cause people still ate there at the summer. There were plenty of people to eat at all the food carts. Right. Um, we're starting to see some of those up for sale, some of those clothes. So you're starting to wonder, um, did people realize maybe Portland's not that market. Again. Do you think they even were sophisticated enough to look at it and say, "I'm not. I can't. You can't generalize, but in in most cases, to say, "Hey, there's already this. We don't need to do this, but this is all we know. So well, we're going to do this." I mean, I there is there is some of that to it. I, I interviewed uh, the owner of Small Pharaoh, and what he was doing is he was just replicating a model he had learned. He was a businessman. He mm-hmm. freely admitted, "I'm a businessman. I'm not a chef. I just opened to four of these, and I'm doing really well." And I let the guys inside the cart mm-hmm. do the food, and they do it well. And he's opened four of them. So, you know, when you when someone else in that community sees that someone's successful like that, they're willing to 
do the same thing. Um, you know, five, seven years ago, when everybody saw, saw that Flavor Spot was opening a third location doing their Dutch taco, their waffle sandwich, mm-hmm. suddenly everybody opened waffle shops. And, you know, we see, we've seen these trends over the years where somebody sees something that's been successful and they essentially try to copy it or mimic it. Sometimes they do brilliantly better or same or they create their own, their own brand. Other times it's just it's kind of late to the game. And, you know, we already have this and everybody already loves that, whatever that is, uh, whatever that commodity is. Um, so we'll see. You know, uh, Abla, uh, Aibla. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I was just going to ask about that because you know? they're the... They're the bailiwick for that yeah, in yeah, Portland. Yeah, he's been around. Uh, Said's been around for, oh, I'd say going on nine or ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked him, well, a couple years ago, and he said six or seven. So, and he has four or five locations and a uh, restaurant and uh, mobile. So he's doing well. He's surviving. Where's his restaurant? I didn't know. Um, restaurant. It's down in Central East Side. He d- uses it for his uh, commissary uh, kitchen, etc. Is it called Ibla? Um, I don't think it's open to the public. But oh, okay. I, I might have been wrong there to say you had a restaurant, but I thought he had one down there that's like you could go in and get food to go. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how Nong started. Right. And how's Nong's doing very well over doing there? Doing very well. Where? One chopped, you know, the chopped uh, award. Yeah. Well, back, back there in September. She did that, but she's also, you know, I still see her she hasn't abandoned her food cart. No, she's just, no. That's and she's so, in there um, more often than not. Which that's I what think I think is too. I see her there. I've seen more images of her in the cart than I have in the restaurant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So she has the two loca- two cart locations, one at her famous cart at Tenth, and then right. PSU, and then the restaurant. And you know, she announced last year that uh, they were going to try to expand beyond Portland. Um, I think that's still in the. In the works, I just haven't seen anything come to fruition. I've chatted with uh, some of the her and a, com- a couple of her partners, and you know they say, "Well, yeah, let's let's get the restaurant work. You know, let's work out the bugs. You know, don't try to expand too fast." Type of type of commentary. So right. Well, really, I think really happy. The appearance for it. in shop probably didn't hurt. That. It probably didn't hurt. I loved that episode because um, oh, I was the bad guy that uh, watched it early because it was on satellite, and then I was tweeting, and people were like getting mad at me because I was releasing spoilers sorry about that um but it was great that also um uh han from kim jong grillin was on there yes and you know han's been gone through a couple of years of some challenges because well his cart burned down three three years ago uh and you know recovering from something like that is hard um both financially and and you know probably emotionally and then he was able to come back this summer and launch his food truck kim jong grillin's food truck which is down off division and just He's just crushing it. I mean, I've had four or five dishes out of that, and all of them have been amazing and just sublime and superb, and the flavors are there. And he's doing pop-ups with Koi Fusion down on Division and all kinds of great stuff. And he's mobile now. So, you know, if you want Kim Jong grilling at your wedding, give him a call. Not at my wedding. Not That's at your not wedding. That's not going to happen. But... Uh, but I I'm talk, have heard I'm talking nothing. To the listeners. I have not been there yet, and I've heard nothing but good things. It's or great. Seen nothing. It's great. But good things. So that would be top of my list for yeah food carts. I need to get to. Yeah. What else should be on that list? Um, you know, I have really fallen in love with a lot of this Japanese street food that's coming to town. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we ha- we start off with a ramen frit phase a couple years ago, and so we have a couple of ramen carts that are just blowing it out of the water. Umai comes to mind down on Hawthorne, but then we added wabi sabi this summer, which I had the most amazing yakisoba noodles with more than enough bonita flakes on top to, you know, if you suck them in, they choke you. But it was it was just 
it was a flavor of yakisoba that I'd never had, and it was it was that salty sweet, um, not the stuff that I get at the mall or wherever I've had yakisoba. And then they had these other things, takayoki, and I I didn't have them from wabi sabi, but I had them from buki, which is down at Tidbit on on Division, and it's it's a little uh, ball of goodness, maybe about a little bit bigger than a large marble, and it's deep fried. I had octopus balls. Takayoki, and it's covered with this, you know, Japanese mayo, that kewpie mayo, spicy mayo, and then uh, it's the takayoki sauce, which is a bit like a thickened Worcestershire. Worcestershire. I can never, yeah. So I'm really loving seeing that stuff, and talking to the guys at Buki, they were going to introduce some uh, Taiwanese beef noodle how much did you know about Asian food before you started in food carts? None. How much did you know about food, period? How... None. You know, I, I, I always talk about like my first food cart experiences, and my first food cart experiences were getting bento from a cart uh, that was associated with Noho's Hawaiian, right? And it would be a uh, a Hawaiian style uh, of you know chicken dish that's poured on top of rice, but they called it bento. And it wasn't until many many years later that I actually went to a Japanese restaurant and learned what bento was, mm-hmm. and it's like a plate full of all kinds of different fun stuff, and mm-hmm. so. You know, exploring the uh, Asian cuisine through the food carts has been great. We don't have a, a, a significant amount of Asian cuisine other than Thai and a little bit of Vietnamese. Um, and so seeing people come in and do like what Nong's does, which was Thai street food, getting some really great bibimbap from the Korean carts, um, this Japanese street food that's coming in, it's really opening my eyes up. What I'd love to see is a little bit more Chinese, a lot more, you know, because you think of how massive China is and... The influences and how of, close we are, and how close we are, and how, you know, we can, you can think of how big it is and how many cultures there are within there. Um, there was a card a few years ago that did these little sandwiches that was like a wrap, but it was uh, from the northeastern part of China, and they were, uh, it was influenced by the Muslim culture, Islamic culture of that, but there was a Chinese dish. And there's a new cart just opened a couple weeks ago down um, on Ash in downtown called Bing Me, and they're doing this kind of a, a wrap. It's a it's a Chinese wrap. And so, the only thing is, it's open late night, and I don't get downtown to Old Town on Saturday nights too much at midnight. So um, mm-hmm. I'll have to make an exception. So, oh, but maybe. I, I, or you can send someone on your behalf to I pick it send up. Send someone on my behalf. But it's like I was just down in Texas, and I was chatting with guys down there, and they said that because of the railroads, the Chinese and the Mexican uh, populations back in the day melded their foods together. Mm-hmm. So you go to Mexican restaurants down in, in like Dallas or in Houston, and you'll get fried rice as a side instead of beans because there, there are these cultural ties because going back to the 1800s. And so I, that's the kind of stuff that I would love to see is someone taking uh, uh, an Asian cuisine and Americanizing it, but kind of in a cool way. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes sense. I'm trying to think, you know, what Koi Fusion isn't that, but he did something. He did, yeah, a little something yeah. different. Very much so. Bo did. Yep. Yeah, and then you, you know, we have all, all kinds of different fusions like that, um, in uh, with Asian, with uh, European cuisines. The other thing we're lacking is a lot of um, African food. You know, we don't have a, a good. Uh, we have a few, uh, and we've had some brilliant ones over the years. We had that one that uh, was doing South African. Uh, Indian cuisine, which was awesome. Bunny bunny chow is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Crazy dish. Had nothing to do with bunnies. So what about American food? I mean, we're seeing Main Street Lobster out there, which yep. I love. And that is a, a staple. I was just reading. There's a whole, quite a bit um, in the most recent Lucky Peach that was 
devoted to lobster rolls. Mm-hmm. And, um, that was a great article. Lobster rolls for Christmas dinner. Yeah. Did you read Anthony Bourdain's uh, column in there? I, I, I His hadn't. fiction? No, I haven't. It was an awesome way of <laughs> providing a recipe. I really enjoyed that. I love Anthony Bourdain. Um, but at any rate, so lobster rolls are, yep. you know, that's a special thing for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's what I think. There's a lot There's a lot of Asian there. And you yep. have to, there's also, you can get Asian in Portland at brick and mortar restaurants. Right, right. To me, if I'm not in the mood for that, I'm trying to think of other carts, Philly yeah. cheesesteak carts and so forth. But um, if you're not really in the mood for Asian, what's going on with Ameri- different American food from different parts of the different regions? Well, so one of the things that we've seen just recently, uh, maybe this past summer, is an influx of a little bit of uh, Southern food. Mm-hmm. So there's a new cart that actually was uh, food truck owners out of uh, South Carolina. And they sold the food truck and they brought the, and bought a cart up here reopened called Noya Southern. And I went there and I got a, a brilliant schnitzel sandwich. But they had fried quail, they had uh, Brussels sprouts and you know brown butter, etc. And their goal wasn't to present Southern cuisine. It's just that we're we're chefs, classically trained chefs, and so and we're from the South. So you know our food is going to exude that, and mm-hmm. it, and it did. You could you could tell it from the bread, you could tell it from the biscuits, you could tell it from just the flavorings. So and where's that? It's down on Belmont and Twenty Six. There's a new little cart pod that's popped up there. Uh, same with we've gotten an influx of some fried chicken, um, which again you don't. I, I mean, I grew up on KFC, uh, so I don't uh, I don't know Southern fried chicken. Whether some of these new carts are doing it Southern style, but we're getting some more fried chicken places. There's a new couple of guys that are roaming. It's a, a roaming truck called the Chicken Coop Rotisserie, and they have a it's like a Sprinter van that they have rotisseries in it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to visiting them and checking out. I understand their chicken is perfect, and. You know, then we got the pot pies. We got a new cart out at Cartlandia doing pot pies. Again, I don't remember that as a, a dish that we grew up on here in the Northwest. Um, there's a lot of, you know, other stuff, but pot pies I always kind of think of as something from another land. Swanson? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Swanson well, there's that. The land. microwaved ones you, you, <laughs> right. you, mom made you eat after school. But, um, yeah, and then, you know, the Scandinavian, we have that. We have a couple of carts doing that. We have we're we're starting to see a little bit of growth in, I'd say, a gourmet hot dog uh, or sausage. So you know, I always joke in downtown, you can't get a hot dog anymore. You can get reindeer sausage. You know, I'm always looking for that, and yeah. I end up walking by Alton Gertz, and that's great. It's I love great. Alton Gertz. Great, but but something I kind of want a Chicago style dog. So yeah. we do have the. Man, sh- there's one in Manzanita in the summer called Mrs. Or Manzanita Mud Dogs. Okay, it does an amazing. I'll put it on my list, and it all goes to charity. So okay, it's kind of cool. I think you so, told me about that one when I was. Yeah, there. well, it's only the summertime, but so we'll but it is a out. it is a classic Chicago style dog. But you were talking about other American cuisines. I talk about uh, the uh, the hot dog the the quintessential hot dog, right? Or the mm-hmm. Chicago style or the New York style. Well, one of the other things we have is uh, Chicago style pizza that's come into town. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, not my favorite. No, nah, I'm not. It's a lot of dough. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to cr- critique it, but it is something that people love. And in my by my count, I might be wrong, but there are three places in the city of Portland where you can get Chicago style pizza. Two of them are food carts. Mm-hmm. And then there's a chain restaurant via Chicago um, right. that does it. And it's, it is different. And it's something that People love or don't love or whatever. I find it for lunch, it's just so heavy. Yeah. It's the last yeah. thing you want to do on a hot summer day. Is this? But it's people thick. Are different. Um, but have you tried the Detroit style? 
What's Detroit, Detroit style? Is Detroit that little style. Caesars? No, no. They 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 cook it in square uh, uh, parts pans, like spare parts pans, but they're square, and it's a little bit thinner crust. I enjoyed it a lot better. Uh, still, pretty um, you know pepperoni and cheese, uh, mm-hmm. nothing extravagant. And who's like that? What's it's that? a cart called Midwest Pizza Company out mm-hmm. on at, up at. Uh, Mississippi Marketplace. Okay, and that yeah. sounds easy to deal with. Too. Yeah, Just a little yeah. Square. It's not as thick, and it's a square kind of like. Again, I, I refer to when my mom would make pizza at home. It was always in the cookie tray, and uh, it was always square. And it wasn't round. That was weird, but we got we got through it. We survived. Yeah, I think so. But the, back to the but, hot dogs. You know, <laughs> we have a few carts that are really taken just the. Straight up hot dog, and I'm assuming a good. Is hot anybody dog. doing a, just a Sabrets New York style? Yeah. out of the water, no. pop it in the bun, and no. You, I mean, you see those guys in the summer. You see them show up at different events, and there was a guy I always parked up at Lowe's <laughs> in, in Jansen Beach, and I'd get a, I'd get a, uh, or at Hayden Island, and I'd get a hot dog from him every so often. But you know, now a lot of these are steamed, um, or they're on on a, on on the grills like that, you know, etc. But uh, but it's a hot dog, not a sausage. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, getting a, a Philly cheesesteak hot dog, or you know, one with uh, more of the Sonoran style. Uh, there's a cart at Tidbit called uh, Dogtown, and he he had a really great menu. And I had a couple of I've had a couple of his, and really really enjoyed them. I'm, I mean, I I, I want to eat healthy, <laughs> and I want to be a healthier individual. But come on, but you have to find another. I have to another line another of business. Line of business. <laughs> having really... a, having just a great hot dog with all the goodies on top is just. Amazing. I love it when it falls off. I love getting mustard on my cheek, and uh, it's it's it reminds me of baseball. It reminds me of childhood. It reminds me of all that stuff that we we remember about a hot dog, and you know. And I think I think they get a bum rap sometimes, and yeah, let's bring it back. Let's oh, bring back I think so, I think so too. But you know, when I'm looking for something quick and easy to eat, hot dog comes to mind. It's yeah. easy. It's not as expensive, or some some people have found a way to get a hot dog up to seven ninety five. But, yeah. but, <laughs> but I'm often looking at those carts for something simple like yeah. that, and not something I have to find a spot to uh, place it and use a knife and fork. I can't find that downtown. No, I find no. that frustrating. Yeah, some, and that's why I love Tidbit. That's a nice oh, little pod where you can enjoy yourself and sit down and eat. Yeah, the first time I visited Tidbit and they were still kind of placing carts and a couple were open. And they were just finishing up some things. I just kind of looked around and just took it all in. I went, these guys walked around to every other food cart pod on the east side and grabbed what was perfect about every pod and put it all in one. It's the best designed food cart pod I've ever been to. And who did that? Who put that together? Uh, the, it's a couple of people, I can't remember their names right now, who uh, do a lot of design work uh, here in town with restaurant design, et cetera. And they were able to secure the property, uh, and which was just the staging ground for the, all the construction on Division for so long. And what, but what a perfect location for a food cart pod, right? It is. Right on the, at the entryway to yeah. Division Street. And I just, you know, this summer I went by a couple times in the evening on a Friday or Saturday night and it was, it was overcrowded almost mm-hmm. and they had live music etc here in winter i've been there a couple times in the evenings uh, a lot of the carts have more of an evening hour or weekend hours and but there's still been a, a steady flow of people going to the carts that are open so you know as we get into the this period what i call, call the thanksgiving to january 15th period where it's it's tough for the carts a lot of vendors do take vacation at this time um but people are like uh, people kind of start to hibernate. Portland starts to hibernate. And then we get into mid-January and everybody's like, oh, wait a minute, I have a park. I can still go out in the rain. And then mm-hmm. things start to turn around. But 
at around Christmas time, things get slow. And but uh, I was really surprised that there were still people there at eight thirty, drinking beer, enjoying the fire, and eating takoyaki or ramen, etc. So I have to ask this question because every time we've spoken, you have a lot of passion for what you do. <laughs> and I would have to imagine either it's occurred and it's a temporary thing or it might occur in the future. Do you ever think, you know what, I don't want to look at another food cart for <laughs> a period of time. Uh, do you ever have that? Because I have it with food yeah. and restaurants. So I hit the point where it's like, I, I really just want to step back a little bit. Uh, Yes, I do. Uh, usually, when it comes to weekends, and I've maybe been eating at food carts for lunch during the week. I, you know, also, you know, spending the weekend with my wife. You know, she's gotten to the point where, like, yeah, we don't need to go to another food cart. That's fine, and and I respect that. And so we'll do other stuff. We'll go to restaurants, etc., and go discover, you know, the ne- next cool Mexican place that we want to just fall in love with and go there every day. But what I find is, um, for me, it's not about seeking out the most amazing food. So I've, I've been traveling recently, and, and people who I know who are foodies are, go, oh, did you go here? Oh, did you go here? Oh, did you go here? And they usually list off the five-star restaurant or the, the, the restaurant that was on, you know, Chopped. Or the, you know, and I'm like, mm, no, but I went here, and it was awesome. You know, I didn't go to Franklin Barbecue in Austin because mm-hmm. I didn't want to spend three and a half hours in line. When I'm traveling, my time is pretty limited. Mm-hmm. And so I went to like nine other awesome you know, mm-hmm. barbecue places and had awesome. Which, by brisket. the way, I think everybody is doing now. Yeah. <laughs> they have to find all, yeah. all and, alternatives to Franklin. And while Franklin is brilliant, um, it's like there's plenty else you out don't there. Have, he comes up every year, once a year. You can get a little Franklin barbecue <laughs> up here without waiting. I should do that. <laughs> just, so you, just so you know. But my, my thing is, just walking down the streets in L.A., I was up at a conference in, up by Beverly Hills, and I'm just walking down the street, and this Mexican food truck rolls up, parks literally two blocks ahead of me i'm like wow this is magical and these guys from this construction site just start walking down and they're getting breakfast burritos so i walk up and i stand in line and it was great it was this this truck that was catering to the mexican workers and he kind of looked at me funny like what are you doing here i'm like well i was walking by can i get some tacos yeah and they were a dollar and which is perfect. But that's the stuff that I like to seek out. And I never, I, I don't find myself ever getting tired of that. Um, I get tired of mundane food or boring food. That's 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 always going to happen. And but. how much of the food cart experience for you are the people who are oh, preparing the food? 100%. All right. Yeah. So it's not just not saying anything, walking up, ordering something and saying this is good. A lot of it has to do with where it comes from and where yeah. their heart. Yeah. Did, you, uh, did you see Chef? Uh, I have, yes. And... What'd you think about that portrayal of the food cart business? <laughs> we uh, oh, very good. It was it was a good food truck good story. Business, I uh, say. We talked about it at our uh, conference in Austin. I mean, in, in San Antonio. And the one thing everybody brought up, and these are all food truck owners, was mm-hmm. that well, the one thing that they didn't do uh, in the movie to make it authentic was the truck never broke down. And that was you know mm-hmm. so so when you when you kind of look at it from a from that veneer of like well I have been there. Now I've never been there, but you, I know enough people who are on their way somewhere, and the truck breaks down, and they lose a catering gig. Uh, my you know, my cousin's bacon bacon food truck uh, exploded on fire. Was on the news <laughs> on all three stations in San Francisco. That's that's something other than the thing breaking oh, yeah. down. That's a PR, yeah. either 
problem or opportunity? Well, yeah. But th- that's one of the things they talked about, Chef, was that, it, well, good movie. Um, I think John Favreau is just knocking out of the park with everything he makes. Um, but uh, <laughs> just those, those little things that are like, well. They may have filmed it and it didn't make it, uh, you know, it didn't make it past the, True. the cutting room. True. Um, but I, I enjoyed it and I thought, um, you know, it, but one thing it did do was show the power of social media. Yeah. Yep. And the uh, only reason the whole food truck scene came came about uh, since 19 I mean since 2007 2008 was because like the Koji truck started leveraging Twitter and created a model for everybody else to follow. You know, and and was he the first? Maybe not. Maybe it was grilled cheese truck out of LA. But again, utilizing this brand new technology to do it. And then I I I had this conversation just a week ago. Um somebody asked me, "Well, uh how many carts take credit cards?" I'm like, "They all do." There are very few vendors now um, that only take cash uh, because Square came along, a new technology that disrupted the whole system, and you can take a credit card on your phone. There was that awkward moment, that awkward period, maybe six months, where you're handing your personal cell phone over to someone who is interested in keeping their privacy, and they're swiping their credit card. And, and you know, but, but America went... Oh, we can do this. It's fine. Now, almost 70, I'd say 95% of vendors out there, not just Portland, not just food cars, but across the nation, take Square. And then newer technologies are coming. Um, It's not just Square. Well, being able to use your phone, you know, the the Apple iPay, or, you know, Square has an app, so I could just pull up a a vendor and say, hey, just do this. And then my logo shows up on their Square. Bank of America, Chase, all those guys have the same tools. Uh, you know, and I think that's going to hurt Square in the long run. But, but that idea that this technology completely disrupted how we did things. Normally, you'd have to rent that machine every month for fifteen bucks, and you have to pay two hundred dollars for this. And now it's Square sends you those things in the mail. Actually, I have a giant box of them. So yeah, I have a few. I yeah, keep losing them. It, yeah, and they break. They're they're not the best technology. But and uh, PayPal has one too. But yeah. it's kind of awkward. Yeah. It's large and yeah. Triangular. Uh, yeah, triangular. Uh, but I, it has a purpose why it's triangular, because it has a window, and you slide the window down, and it touches your phone, and it doesn't twist, and then you can slide the credit card. Oh, I see. There's an actual functional purpose. Are they it. out there? I haven't run across anybody. Every so often. Yeah, yeah, you would think they would have a... It's interesting how it works. Yeah. But because Square was really first yeah. first to the uh, party with that, everybody's using Square, but yeah. PayPal was first to the other party. Very much so. Um, <laughs> and, you know, and... Uh, I see actually more what's a system called Clover, um, which I see that in a lot of restaurants, and I see it at the food carts where it's all integrated. And it's a it's a kind of an integrated iPad that flips and flips, and it's, it's mm-hmm. called the Clover system. Right. So, well, you said at Salt and Straw, I think, and yeah. places like yeah. that. Do you see the day where uh, you'll be able to walk up to a cart or a restaurant? And your the menu appears on your phone, yes. and you can just do that. Yes, from that's there? already happening. Uh, not in Portland, but in other cities. When you have food trucks where you're you're in line for thirty minutes, mm-hmm. you can order and pay with your phone, and by the time you get up there, your order's ready. I think that's a natural. Yeah, yeah. To... So these those apps are already out there in Portland, except for ten carts in this city. Nobody has a line that long. You know, you're never waiting a half hour for food, except for Jerry Seinfeld when he when he has to wait for. With Fred Armisen, did well, you, I did think, you see that? <laughs> uh, I haven't seen it yet. Is that did that? Was that just recently? Yeah, hit? yeah. I haven't seen yeah. it yet. I got a comedians in cars with coffee, and it wasn't a half hour. It was a busy Saturday. It was like seventeen minutes, which is, it is. You know, you're also. I'd say most every cart that out there that's great, they're making the food to order. So, have you been watching much of uh, comedians oh, in cars? Yeah. yeah, 
I watch it's them a all. great series. It's just perfect. He's so good at that. Yeah. Um, so, um, what do you see new coming? Other than new Asian food and new Middle Eastern, anything new uh, coming down the pike that you're aware um, of? I, I don't have anything on my radar. I don't usually start getting those emails till February. You know, people saying, hey, we're opening a new cart soon, or um, this is something new. Again, we're- Does, does everybody know about you? Or are there um, No, not people- necessarily. Um, I, but I do get a lot of people emailing me and asking me, you know, how can I find a new spot for my cart, et cetera. And uh, are they looking for free advice? Yes, very much so. And how do you how do you deal with that? I just answer whatever questions I can, and if it goes over a certain point, I go, uh, I really can't keep answering this question. Um, you know, it's it it all just depends on what my schedule is. Like in the summer, it's hard to respond to all those questions because I'm just running around and busy. But here in the winter, when it's not, I'm not that busy. Um, Sure, I'll answer your questions. But wouldn't you like to be billing for a little consulting time? Very much so. And I have done that in the past, um, mostly outside of Portland. There's, you know, a lot of Portland people don't want to pay for certain things. Um, That's kind of a a thing here. Uh, There's consulting at at certain levels is is hard. And my thing is there's not a lot of money in it for, they don't have a lot of money um, because they're starting a food cart. Right. Um, And so, you know, I'd rather have them spend that money for an extra month or whatever to get get themselves off the f- ground, buy me a beer and I'll. And there's it. a certain pay it forward thing yeah, if you yeah. do do that. Yeah, sort of I have thing. done consulting. Don't don't get me wrong. It's it's great and uh, especially for cities and uh, in other cities on how to, how they can um, bring food trucks to their communities. I mean that's why I was down in Texas. I visited Waco. Waco has food trucks and three these three food truck owners said the only reason we have food trucks is because of you. I'm like you're welcome. It's it was. It was interesting. I got hugs. It was it was fun. Waco doesn't know how much uh, how, how you're probably more important than any city councilman anybody down there. You know, Fargo has a food truck. Oh, One. I, oh, I can assume. No, there's there's actually a a, a fleet of food trucks in northern uh, northern well, North Dakota. Well, where, it would make the, sense now because uh, of the oil no, boom. There's, yeah, there's no. Those food. people have to eat somewhere, but yeah. that's a little that's a tough go in oh, February. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. but uh, there is my fr- my good friend in Fargo often tells me about the Mexican f- food truck that they have. Yeah, that's having a very hard time, but they're all very excited about it in Fargo. So they have it. They have it going on there. Uh, your tours. Yes. Tell you know. First of all, I have to apologize to you and myself, both of us. Uh, you were here a year ago, and I said <laughs> I'm coming out for a tour. I still haven't done it, and I haven't come to PFA so. Uh, well, my that's, bad. That's true. I've been that's waiting. I've been waiting for. Okay, for now a I don't specific, have to feel bad about it. Now I've been waiting for a specific uh, restaurant to come across that I'd be like, oh yeah, that's the. Do one. you have one in particular? That uh, you no, order? I don't. I don't have one in particular. So um, out of forty restaurants, you yeah. haven't been able to find one yeah. to say, okay, that's the one. I, I don't know what, what more I can do. <laughs> We're going to Spain. You want to go to Spain with us? Oh, I'd love to go to Spain. There you but go. But I, I might be uh, going somewhere else. Uh, where are you going? Uh, maybe back to Asia. For the World Street Food Congress in August. I mean, in April. Sorry. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, they're uh, having a second go around, uh, and it's a uh, dialogue and a jamboree with food, et cetera. Are you bringing, like you did last time, are you bringing Don't know some yet. Portland folks? Don't know yet. Hope to, uh, if not national folks, um, to kind of get a, get a feeling for what's going on in America, not just what's going on in Portland. Uh, but you have to represent Portland. You've got to bring Got to represent Portland, yes. And I have, I have uh, a list, yes. 
Good. I don't know who yet. You're not going to no. divulge that list? Well, I don't. I, uh, the conversation just literally started over the weekend. I, I got, know. I, got the... I just want to know who you have. In mind, <laughs> that's all. We we have you know, to be somewhat newsworthy on this. Yeah. What this I would broadcast. love to what I would love to present um, to after having gone last year, I would love to present like the quintessential American burger. Mm-hmm. You know, challenge is that, uh, and even the Singaporeans say it. They don't get, they don't have good beef down there, so uh, they get their beef out of Australia, and it just it's not the same. Now it's if you season it, if you cook it right, could it be better? I don't know, but uh, you know, introduce them to the perfect burger. And is what's the best food cart burger here in Portland? Or the the top um, three? I don't want to put you in the position you know, to say the best. Uh, I, I love the sliders out of PDX Sliders. Um, mm-hmm. Also, Home Plate Sliders does that. Uh, Bro Dogs and Burgers. He really has I hear crushed. A, hear a lot about that with what with what he called the the dirty burger, mm-hmm. and he has this dirty sauce. It's just perfect. He hand forms all the burgers. It's good meat. It's not inexpensive meat. Uh, he's now located down on at uh, Good Food here on Forty Third and Belmont. If anybody mm-hmm. wants to go get a burger, um, you know I burger. I just I like all burgers. Um, I have my favorite restaurant burger, so I, I know where that one is. What's um, that? Higgins. So- Okay, it's um, a good burger. It, it's I a bet. great burger, and it's a great everything. Have you but been to Gruner? As, Gruner has, yes, to me is yes, awesome burger. It's excellent. So we were talking about your uh, the tours. Oh yeah. yeah, tell me what someone can expect on one of your tours. So we do. It's a walking tour of the downtown food car pods. Uh, we start at tenth, and really, you know, as as you as you alluded to, I'm I'm pretty passionate about this. I know the people's stories really. So that's what it is. It's not just walking around and eating. I'm going to tell you a little bit about why this food is important, uh, who's making it, and what their story is, like Nong's story, and why this one dish, Kaman Gai, is so critical to try to, you know, you should try it because nobody else is doing it and you've never had it this way unless you've actually been to Thailand. Um, things like that, we stop at four different vendors, sometimes dumplings, sometimes Yucatan-style tacos, etc. I feed you. I've been accused of overfeeding. And uh, you get the history. We talk about the, the growth uh, over the last five years, etc. And question and answer. I've been doing this for a while. So I know a lot of the answers people will ask. And where do people get information on this? Foodcartsportland.com slash tours. And, and how often do they take place? Uh, I, do, I can do tours every day, uh, Monday through Saturday. Here in winter, it's uh, once a week. You know, mm-hmm. uh, there's just not enough interest because of the tourism. But w- the calendar is being updated for uh, next spring and summer. So if anybody's interested in booking a tour for uh, you or your family or even large groups, I can do private tours. I was going to say you probably do some good private tours yeah. with people, and it's a fun thing to do. Yeah, I can do even a full-on pu- pulled pork tour if anybody wants it. Really, there's enough pulled pork vendors out there. Yes. I hope you're stopping by the People's Pig. You know, he is no longer in downtown right now. I think he moved the cart uh, last week for, and has shut the cart down for winter. His restaurant's open now right. up on North Williams, and uh, he's doing very well. It's a great little place. If you haven't been in there, it's just adorable. I've been in. I was in the, actually the day they opened. I just yeah. happened upon it and jumped in, and I saw Cliff. And Charles, mm-hmm. former Eurotrash Charles yeah. in there. Yeah. Is he still working with him in there? I don't know. I haven't he had a chance to day. drop by. So yeah. uh, that's a fun place to stop by. And the, the, the two personalities are so different. Right. Cliff and Charles. Well, Charles went on, you know, Charles went on uh, two Music World tours this summer. So I know. But he was back and he said yeah. he was going to be there. So, uh, but anyway, so but speaking of ha- transition from, from uh, food cart to brick and mortar, yeah. you have any 
favorite places you've been going that you've discovered that actually are brick and mortar? Yeah, well, you know, one of my favorites is Shut Up and Eat, which went brick and mortar a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pepperbox opened, which is uh, New Mexican uh, cuisine. Uh, Just with the hatch chilies and all that stuff, it just blows me away. Uh, Cheese and Crack uh, has a little deli um, Mm -hmm. that I like. And the on other 28th, right? Yeah. And then the other one, uh, you know, Koi Fusion has a place on, on Division. It's pretty. Um, it's a really nice place. It is. It is. It's a great great location for them. And I, I, I guess this year we saw the most uh, vendors opening up brick and mortar, uh, but not, you know, it's one of those things. It wasn't just what they did this year wasn't just an extension of their cart. They were doing different things uh, mm-hmm. in order to, you know, well, People's Pig, yes, he's doing similar menu. He, he expanded the menu. Um you know, Goffrey Gourmet is opening up a cafe, or opened a cafe down in Hillsdale, but it's more of a cafe instead of just a waffle cart I didn't in know a building. That. That's yeah. one of my friend Amy's of eating my way through Portland. Yeah. She's always talking yeah. about Goffrey Gourmet. So. Yeah, so it's called Gigi's Cafe, and it's in Hillsdale. Hillsdale. Gigi's. Yeah, I was fond place in my heart for a Gigi. So <laughs> I have to, I have to go down there sometime. When was the last time you had anything at Lardo? Uh, about. A month ago, okay, I good. was up at the uh, the North Larda Williams, uh, and I popped in for a. I was it was a roast beef sandwich, I believe so, and uh, it's great. And f- his the the bread that they have now from is it F- Philippe's Philippe's nice. bread just just knocks it out of the park. Yeah, yeah. they're doing a, it's. I was just wondering because to me that was a, they were. Nongs and Lardo, I think, mm-hmm. a few years ago were some of the successful moves into much so. brick and mortar land, and yeah. it's been a few years, and uh, I still love a good, good yeah, Lardo and, sandwich. You know, now Rick has Grasa, and mm-hmm. I, I still haven't had a chance to pop into there. I want to, I want to go there. That's a fun place. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll go together. I'm coming down for a tour. <laughs> yeah, come on down. And you're coming to a Portland Food Adventures dinner. Those two things are happening in 2015. Done. We'll make that happen. We'll make that happen. Thank you so much. Appreciate Thank you, Chris. it. Always great to have you here, Brett. Always good to be here. Have a great day.